sitting, sitting with princes, and we talked about how the Lord is moving us uh, as a ministry, and then if you're connected, moving us personally into a higher level of operations. <clears throat> Can you say amen? amen. <clears throat> but I talked about how uh, in Luke 12, 48, the Bible says, to whom much is given, from him much will be required, and to whom much has been committed, of him they will ask the more. They will ask the more. And so we've been talking about moving from little to much, being faithful in little, being made rule over much, right? And so when you move from little to much, the requirements go up accordingly. Are you following me? In other words, uh, for example, if you were living in an efficiency apartment and now you live in a two-bedroom apartment, the requirements are more. It's going to take a little more time to clean, right? It's going to require a little more uh, energy from Duke. Right? Everything goes up. And we want to go up in life, but everything requires more. Right? And, but most importantly, what I'm, what I'm concerned about is the adjustments that you and I have to make internally on the inside as we go up. Because the higher you go or the higher um, we expect to go or the higher God wants to take us, the more adjustments we have to make. Remember in the 54th chapter of uh, Isaiah when the Bible says um, uh, enlarge the place of your tent, lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes, uh, spare not, right? Stretch out your curtains for you shall expand to the left and to the right. So notice that the enlargement had to take place before the expansion could happen. You all with me? So God wants to expand us, but we have to enlarge. Remember God gave Solomon largeness of heart. So God always, uh, we know the scripture, we prosper and be in health even as our souls prosper. So the more our souls can take, the more God can release. The more, the more we mature, everybody say mature. Because this is about maturity. It's not about being greedy. Hello? It's not about being greedy. It's not about us being selfish. It's about us being mature. Because we're not going up so that we can uh, prance around about, you know, look what I have, look what I have. We're, we're going up because God is trying to give us more responsibility yes. over this region. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, bless me indeed and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be upon me. Keep me from evil that I experience no pain. Remember the prayer of Jabez. First Chronicles 4, 9 and 10, right? And so we... we we have to increase as the increase comes. In fact, we have to increase prior to the increase coming. We have to increase uh, on the inside, change uh, how we uh, see ourselves, how we carry ourselves. And that's what I'm, what I'm working on here, okay? Okay, so we got to make some adjustments. Now, what I want you to understand is that for where God's taking you, you already have, have it in you to go there. Um, Mariah, I'm looking at, I just found the smallest person I could find right away. Mariah, uh, how old is Mariah? She's what? She's eight. Mar- Mariah's eight. But she already has a 50-year-old DNA. Come on, sir. Okay, maybe. Come on. In other words, 
she doesn't have to, her DNA doesn't have to change for her to, when she gets 50. She already has in her what it takes to develop into a 50-year-old woman. A 60-year-old woman. It's already in there. So when a child is born, a child is already born with adult DNA. Are you following me? So when you and I get born again, we've been made partakers of God's divine nature, we're already born with the DNA um, of God and, the, and, and on the inside, uh, what it takes to be that mature child of God, that king, that prince, that queen, that princess, it's already in us. We have to grow into it. We have to grow into it. And, and based on, based on um, Mariah's environment, based on environmental factors, it'll, it'll affect how she grows into that. Oh, man. Right, is this making sense to you? It, it'll affect how she grows into that. In fact, uh, uh, Pastor Elizabeth, Dr. Elizabeth Smither from Frankfurt, uh, when she came here the uh, first time and, and taught that seminar inside out, she taught about, uh, what is it, epigenetics, epigenetics. Everybody say epigenetics. epigenetics. In other words, you can take two twin boys who have the exact same genetic makeup, but because one, uh, if one is raised, if you were to separate them and raise them differently, they would grow into two different people. Not because they don't share the same genetics, but because of the epi, the outside things that come that affect them. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So every one of us have the genetics already inside of us to walk and live as royalty, to walk and live as kings and queens, to walk and live as princes and princesses, but based on our environmental conditions, based on environmental factors and what we allow to enter into our hearts, how we allow things to condition our hearts, it'll affect how we manifest that if we manifest that at all. Thank you, Lord. Uh, when, a, when an eagle, a little eagle, an eaglet, an eaglet, little chick, eagle is born, that eagle, eaglet, already has hunter's, soarer's DNA. But it has to mature into that full-size eagle that can hunt prey for miles. And soar miles above storms. It's not ready to do it yet, but it already has the DNA. Is this making sense to you? Uh, a, 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 a caterpillar already has butterfly DNA. Are you following me? It doesn't have to uh, get new new DNA. It's already born. It's created with the DNA in it. So what I'm saying to you, you and me, is that we already have this princely DNA. I'm going to come over here. I heard one come on. We already have this princely DNA. We're born with it. We're born again of the incorruptible seed of the word of God. All born the same way. There's, there, there, uh, Dad says there, there are no uh, uh, birth defects in the spirit. Uh, Apostle Durbin talking about. 
There are no birth defects in the spirit. So if you're born again by the same spirit that we're all born again, hallelujah. Doesn't, Jesus, doesn't the Bible call Jesus Christ the firstborn among many brethren? So you and I are born again with the same spiritual DNA as Jesus has. Amen? So, but what I become is based on the epigenetics, the, the things that I surround myself with. That's why I was telling you last week why, why it's important that you and I um, start to recognize dusty, ashy people um, and not, not despise them. We don't pick on them. We don't, we don't belittle them, but we must understand that if we're going to become princely people and sit among and sit with princes, um, we can't be dusty and ashy. And, and y'all remember we talked about that last week. Dusty and ashy. And, and we have to start to change our environments. Because you, you, you become a product of your environment. Show me your circle and I'll show you your future. I'll say it again. Show me your circle and I'll show you your future. If you continue to walk with dusty, ashy people, Although there's a prince bottled up on the inside of you. You're preaching real good, man of God. I better back up. Y'all don't like this part. Proverbs 13, 20, I think it is. It says, he that walks with the wise will be wise. He that walks with the wise will be wise. So you are a product of your environment. He that walks with the wise will be wise. The companion of fools will be destroyed. So you are a product of your environment. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everybody say, there's royalty on the inside of me. There's royalty on the inside of me. Say it again, there's royalty inside of me. There's royalty inside of me. So how do I get that royalty to come out? I've got to begin to, to meditate the word of God. Pull me back a little bit, sir. I've got to get that, that royalty. I've got to get this. i got to meditate the word of God and allow that to shape me. Remember I talked about that, that caterpillar? That caterpillar that already has butterfly, butterfly DNA? Uh -huh. How does a caterpillar become a butterfly? How does it become a butterfly? He goes in, into a cocoon and he goes through a transformation process called what? Metamorphosis. Come on, y'all scientists. Metamorphosis. Metamorphosis. Morph means a change. Meta is... is, is, is um, Life, it's a, it's a it's a life change, okay. So 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 this metamorphosis that the, that the that the caterpillar goes through doesn't change the DNA. No, it just activates or releases the butterfly DNA that's already on the inside of him. So he goes from a crawler to a a flyer. But he had fly in him from the day he was born. Oh. Yes, he had fly in him from the day he was born. But he has to go through that metamorphosis, through that, and he has to cocoon. I heard somebody say he has to conclude, has to cocoon. And when you when he cocoons, he's isolating himself. He stops crawling, and something on the inside program say, hey, wait a minute, it's time for me to change my position. I've been crawling too long. I'm ready to fly. 
I look and I see, hey, ain't, ain't that Jim flying around that Jim? How you got? Jim says, hey, Buck, you got to go in there and, and cocoon, man. And he goes into an isolation uh, process. And this transformation, this metamorphosis. Now, that's the same, that word metamorphosis, is you look at Romans 12, verse 2, when it says, uh, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies, what? A living sacrifice. Holy, acceptable unto God, which is a reasonable service. Verse 2, and be not conformed to this world, but be what? Transform. That word transform is the Greek word metamorpho. It's the same word where we get metamorphosis from. It's a life change. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So your mind is renewed. That's how your life changes. If you're tired of crawling, you got to have a life change. If you had a, you've had enough of being on your belly, moving. Caterpillars can't go everywhere. Caterpillars can only go right just, they inch their ways through life. But a butterfly? There are some butterflies that migrate. Monarch butterfly, they go from, what is it, Canada, somewhere, Mexico? I mean, they, I mean, they butterflies that go everywhere. How many of y'all want to see some places, want to go somewhere in life? Well, you can't stay on a caterpillar level. level. Hello? Hello? Okay. So this metamorphosis must happen. And um, I'm transformed. I'm metamorphosed by the renewing of my mind. And that's what this teaching is for, okay? Because you and I already have royal DNA. Okay, but we got to be transformed. That Psalm 113, 7 and 8, he raised the part of the dust. Lifts the need out of the ash heap that he may seat him with princes, with the princes of his people. That word dust I gave you last week, uh, afar, which means dry earth, dust, powder, ashes, earth, ground, mortar, rubbish. It's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the bottom. Lifts the need out of the ash heap. Ash path, which means ash heap, refuse heap, dunghill. It's the heap of rubbish. It's filth. So notice that God raises the poor and lifts the needy to sit with princes. To sit, not notice where you're going. That's all the way from being in the ash heap, the dunghill, the lowest point you can be in life, to sit at the highest point in life. He didn't even say raise them up to sit among the commoners. He said raise them up to sit them with the princes. Now notice this part two with the princes of his people. Not the princes of this world. No. Not the rulers of this world. They're stupid. They're stupid. Said the rulers of this world are stupid. Yes, sir. Why you say that? Well, had they known that they were crucifying the Lord of glory and they would have brought all of us, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. So they're stupid. They're the ones messed this whole system up out there. So he says the princes of his people. So notice that God's people are princes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. This isn't Pastor John's word. This is the Lord's word right here. Yes. The princes of his people. Yes. You see? Now, I, I, I submit to you, <clears throat> you Wednesday night crew, yes, sir. that if you, if you will receive it, this is why God brought you here. This is why God brought you 
When I say here, I don't just mean to St. Petersburg. I'm talking about specifically to exceeding grace Christian center where miracles happen. Because, <laughs> listen, I'm not, uh, this is not to boast or brag. This is, this is just a, an observation, a reality that you need to understand. Um, he had to get you in a place, around a place, where royalty and uh, excellence are commonplace. In other words, uh, I'm about telling by looking on y'all faces, I don't even know if you understand where you are. I, I, don't, I don't think, by looking at your faces, I'm not sure you understand um, the kind of church God has you in. I don't, under, I don't think you understand that you're not just in a church. You're not just in a regular church. Um, um, look around, look around. Um, everything we do, we endeavor to do in an excellent way, in a way that is um, uh, honoring to God, in a way that um, is above the normal. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This, this, we, didn't, we didn't order the cheapest carpet they had on the market. Oh, y'all not catching this. You go sloshing your feet on this carpet, and you think that's just carpet. No, this ain't done. The, the lady tried to give us a cheap carpet. She looked at the size of our church and says, you just, y'all, you know, how y'all going to, y'all don't want that kind of carpet, you know, because how you going to pay for that kind of carpet? Woman, that ain't none of your business. We learn supply on demand. See, I'm, I'm not saying this to, to brag. I'm, tr I'm trying to say this to, 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 to stir up your attention to understand that what you are around is princely. Okay, and if some of y'all still ain't saying anything, just, just visit your cousin's church. I'm just, I'm just saying, just, I'm just, I'm just telling you. I know we're not the biggest church in town yet, but, but just visit your cousin's church. You want, you want to wash after you come out the bathroom. Oh, come on. No, just I'm just serious. I'm serious. We 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 could we could we could have church and not have uh, cushion chairs. We could have church and not have you know new you know we already had windows. We didn't need need new windows. I mean I don't I don't think you really understand where you are. I think, I think you probably think little of where you are because you don't understand that God has immersed you in an environment where he's demonstrating excellence. He's demonstrating princely. He's demonstrating royalty. He's demonstrating uh, higher class. He's demonstrating uh, things that we're not used to. To, in order to acclimate you to something better. Right. 
Thank you, Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, I remember what it used to look like. We had people that were here for a funeral a couple weeks ago, and they, they had been to this church. They were members of this church back when it was back, you know, back then. They said, ooh, this, it didn't like this when we had it. Nope, sure didn't. <laughs> Again, I look at your face and you're like, well, what's the big deal? Visit your auntie's church. But it's just a church. No, it's not. It's an embassy. For ambassadors. And the reason why God has these requirements about how things look, about how things are, how things are situated, is because he wants the princes who are here to learn. Um, the Bible says that when, 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 when the children of Israel cried out for a king, that Samuel taught them the manner of royalty. Samuel took time to teach them the manner of royalty. When you're going to be around royalty, here's how things are going to go. And I need you to get that through your thick skulls tonight. Y'all forgive me for that. Yeah. That, that you're, you're, you're set among royalty so that you, when you leave here, you carry the same royal uh, disposition everywhere you go. So that, hallelujah. With, thank you, Jesus. So that when you, when you build your home or buy your home, you don't buy the cheapest carpet. You don't, you don't, you don't let, you know, the paint just be torn. I mean, just. Am I talking to princes in this place? Yes, Hallelujah. We had to have some issues in the church here. Uh, you know, we, we, last time we did a painting of the interior, exterior of the church, uh, we, we specifically chose uh, Sharon Williams. Now, Sharon Williams is not Glidden that you go down the, uh, nowhere and get. It's not the, you know, the, it's not Home Depot brand. Sharon Williams costs a lot more money than the. So you're, this is all Sharon Williams painting here that we, that we ordered. That we ordered. What we discovered was that the people we hired were taking our paint colors, Sherman Williams paint colors, and going to Home Depot. Because they didn't have prints in them. See? So from now on, no, 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 we got our own paint. We want Sherman Williams. We don't need, we don't need you... Um, uh, assessing our pockets. Are y'all okay with this? Now, I'm not telling you got to go out and buy Sharon Williams for your house. What I'm, you got to start wherever you are. But what I'm saying is we're talking about God's house here. And he has you um, around things. He exposes you to things because it's epigenetics. 
okay, you got to catch this. Epi, remember epigenetics? Yes, twins, two twins, but raised in a different household. They're going to grow up differently and have a whole different way of, of seeing things, a whole different way of living. So you and your cousin got saved the same year. They're raised in a different church, and you're raised in this church. I'm going to come over here. They're raised in a different church, and you're raised in this church. The epigenetics will determine a different, a different level of outlook, a different level of seeing things. You will have a whole different disposition, a whole different perception, a whole different way of living. You will be raised and live like a prince as opposed to a pauper mindset that's in most churches. All right, I'm going to leave that alone because y'all not still... Hallelujah. Everybody say, I'm royalty. Tell your neighbor, you're royalty. Stop fighting it. No, no, tell them, you're royalty. Stop fighting it. No, find somebody else. You're royalty. Stop fighting it. And that's the issue, is that most of the body of Christ is fighting against this. And yet the Bible says he raises you up, lifts you up to sit with the princes, the princes of his people. You're not just saved, you're a prince. You're not just filled with the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues, Hababashaya, you're a prince, Hababashaya. I'm a prince speaking in tongues. Royal priesthood. Royal priesthood. We're princes that lay hands on the sick and the sick recover. Are you following me tonight? So we got to make sure we stop, that we stop fighting it. Amen? Psalm 113, verse 7 and 8. I want to look at it in the uh, message translation, please. The message translation. Look at what it says. They should have it on the screen for you. Look at what it says. He picks up the poor from out of the dirt rescues the forgotten who've been thrown out with the trash, seats them among the honored guests, a place of honor among the brightest and best. Now, I want to remind you, he's talking about God's people. He's talking about God's people. So when he raises somebody up, He's seating them among honored guests. So God's people, including you, do like this, point to your neighbors. This this includes you. He calls you honored, honored guests. A place of honor among the brightest and best. So God sees you and me as the brightest and best. Oh, y'all, yeah. Somebody get this. Thank you, thank you, Barry. Thank you, Barry. See, the issue is we don't see ourselves that way, so we fight it. But yet when God sees us, he sees us as honored guests, the brightest and the best. Say it, I'm an honored guest, the brightest and the best. I'm an honored guest, I'm the brightest and the best. I don't care what your GPA was. I don't care what your IQ is. I don't care where you live right now. Uh, The way God sees you, you are an honored guest, the brightest and the best. The honored guest, the brightest and the best. 
Now, if you and I will take that and swallow it, digest it, chew on it, let it, chew on it, bring it up, bring it, take it back down. Chew on it, bring it up, take it back down. It will meditate. That's what it is to meditate. It will meditate that it'll change how we see ourselves. And it'll change how we see each other. Look around you. You are sitting among honored guests. Look at your neighbor. I know that they're, 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 you know them, but you're sitting next to an honored guest. You're sitting among the brightest and the best. Oh. You are sitting next to an honored guest. You are sitting next to the brightest and the best. I'm going to say it again. You are sitting next to an honored guest. You are sitting next to the brightest and the best. Well, I don't feel all the bright and the best. It doesn't matter how you feel. The caterpillar doesn't feel like a butterfly, but is in him. It's in him. It's in you. Honor is in you. Brightest and best is on the inside of you. Hallelujah. Remember I preached a message a few weeks ago, um, stop underestimating yourself. Remember that one, stop underestimating yourself? Stop, stop putting yourself down. Stop seeing yourself through this natural eye that the, the devil helps you to belittle and demean yourself. Well, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not that smart, and, you know, I'm not that, you know, I'm, I don't, I'm a little older, and, you know, I'm, I, everything kind of changes. Oh, shut up. You are an honored guest, the brightest and the best. You are, are y'all hearing me? Well, I didn't even graduate. You are an honored guest, the brightest and the, the brightest? How you gonna keep failing classes and you the brightest? See, the problem is that most people fail because they go into the, into the class already thinking they're gonna fail. They don't go in thinking that they're going to be the brightest one and get the, get the top, top grades. Tell your neighbor, you're an honored guest. Y'all going to get tired of me saying this. You're an honored guest. You're the brightest and the best. Tell them, I'm telling you. You're an honored guest. The brightest and the best. Now tell them, look at me. You better recognize you're sitting next to an honored guest, the brightest and the best. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Yeah, do you realize? I'm supposed to be here. I'm an honored guest. Honored guest. Hallelujah. Um, 
Psalm number eight. Psalm number eight. Verse four and five. Psalm eight, verse four and five. What is man? Now this regular man. Mankind. Not even the regenerate man that you and I are. What is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels. You have crowned him with glory and I'm an honored guest. I'm the brightest and the best. <laughs> I'm an honored guest. I, I hear t-shirts, yeah. I'm an honored guest. The brightest and the best. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What, what happens if you're in, remember when you were in school, some of y'all may not, this never, never happened before, but you were in school and you got an award, first grade, second grade, fifth grade, you got an award and they said, oh, this is one of our brightest and the best and how you, oh, you felt good. You walked out there, oh, praise the Lord. Tonight the Lord is pinning that on you. He's pinning that on you. You are my honored guest among the brightest and the best. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are somebody. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, that's hard to receive when you're, when you're surrounded by dusty, ashy people. In other words, when you, when you are so acclimated to dust and ash and somebody tells you you're honored and bright and best, it's hard to receive. That's why you and I have to meditate the word of God. To allow, to allow that truth to become more real than our other perceptions. Because that's the truth. You're an honor guest. The what? Brightest and the best. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So God has to get us acclimated to dignity and grace. I'm telling you, that's, that's why you're here in this church. I said, that's why you're here in this church. I said, that's why you're here in this church. I mean, look around you. Look at these people around you. You're, you're in a royal court. You're sitting among royalty. Yeah, you, you, you sit up tall and you hold your head up high. When you're princely, you don't slouch and slump over. When you're princely, there's a certain dignity and grace that God brings you to. Yeah, are y'all understanding this? Me to get, give me that picture we sent you. Give me that picture from Sunday. Y'all have that? Find that picture from Sunday. Hopefully you got it in there. I mean, when you're, when you're among uh, royalty, you get treated a little differently. And you treat others a little bit differently. And, and you expect this, this different treatment. Y'all, you found it? It's not in there? Lord have mercy. Y'all at one job. 
But I, I want you to understand what you're in. Because you're being acclimated to dignity. Dignity and grace. Um, esteem, prestige. It's not to be snooty. See, some of y'all, you, you're resisting because I, I don't want to be one of them snooty people. I'm not talking, talking about being snooty. I'm talking about being princely. Jesus was a prince. He wasn't snooty. If you're snooty, you're immature. You got to mature and know who you are. When you know who you are, you're, you don't flaunt that. You just walk in it. You know, you know, can I, watch this, I'm going to show you this. You may want to write this down in your, in your brain. Princes command respect. They never have to demand it. Oh, boy. Princes command respect. They never have to demand it. If you ever find yourself having to demand people respect, you better respect me. If you find yourself having to get ugly with people, then you need to ask yourself not what's wrong with them, but what's wrong with you. Because princes, people of royalty, now remember, we're not talking about being snooty. See, when you're snooty, you try to demand respect. That's how you know you're immature. But when you're mature and you simply understand who you are, you command respect. Not by your voice, but by your presence. Because, not because of, of how you yell, but how you carry yourself. Princes never have to demand attention. They command attention. Princes, royalty, when you're royalty and know who you are, you, your very presence in a room draws attention. Your very presence in a room draws respect to you. <laughs> I wish y'all could see y'all's faces. Because I'm taking you somewhere maybe you're not used to. But you better get used to it. Because you're honored guests among the brightest and the best. And so God's raising you up if you'll allow it, if you'll mature. He's raising you up that everywhere you go, you'll begin to, to command respect, command attention by your presence. People who don't, who don't, who they're not princely, they, 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 try, they try to be the loudest people in the room. You ever seen people that are the loudest people in the room? When you're a prince, you don't have to be loud. Your presence speaks volumes. I'm going to stay over here because they're quiet over there. Your presence speaks volumes. How you carry yourself, how you present yourself speaks volumes. You don't have to be loud and boisterous and cantankerous and... 
It's how you carry yourself. Uh oh. Princes don't stomp, they glide. Y'all didn't like that. You, you should hear how some of y'all come down these aisles. We, in the next church, we're going to carpet everything because some of y'all. Princes don't stop. They glide. I, I, I'm being funny just to put it in a way you get it. But my, I, I'm, I'm, I'm talking more than just stomping. I'm talking about this internal thing. Princes, princes are, are never loud. I don't, I, don't need, I don't need people to be focused on me. I'm not trying to draw attention. I know who I am no matter where. See, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I, I'm, I'm a father, right? So I sit at my table. And, uh, and, and the dining room, we have our dining room table, and our dining room table has a, it's, it's a, it's a rectangular-shaped table, and normally I'll sit at one end of the table because that's traditionally where the father sits. The patriarch or the head of household sits at the end of the table. But in our breakfast nook, we have a round table. Well, who the head then? It's me. It's not about where I sit. I know who I am. Y'all, some of y'all still trying to figure out. It's rectangular, it's round, round. It's round, y'all, it's round. There is no, it's round. Equidistance, it's round. So no matter where I sit, I know and they know who's the head. When you're a prince, you don't have to demand respect. You command respect. You walk into a room and you command respect. Very good glittance right there. Very good glittance. Is this, is this helping anybody? You don't have to be the loudest person. When you're a prince, everybody else will shut up to make sure they hear you. That's what Job was. You read Job between chapters 1 and 42. You read Job's story, he'll say that when I sat in the gates with the rulers, with the elders, they'd all hush and sit and listen to what I had to say. He didn't force himself to say anything. They wanted to hear what he had to say because he was a prince. He knew who he was. Just helping three people. He knew who he was. He carried himself a certain way. He carried himself a certain way. So, 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 so imagine, imagine what would happen if you walked into a job interview as a prince. 
Now, hey, hey, what up? Let me, let me get her out. Let me, let me get her out. Hey, y'all hiring back there, y'all dog. Hey, dog. You never seen people do that? Oh, I can do that. I can do that. What up, my Nism? Hey. I said Nism. I did say Nism. I said Nism. That, that, I'm just telling what people do now. All right. Return. Return unto me. So that person either was one doesn't even get an interview, doesn't even get an application, or if they do get hired, they're on a track to always be on the fries. But if I walk in as a prince, I'm going I want to go and get a job at McDonald's, but I'm going to put on slacks and a button shirt and I walk in as as a as a prince. I know I know it's just McDonald's, but I'm going to walk in with some shine shoes on. I'm going to walk in as a prince. When I walk in, and I, excuse me, sir, uh, are you all hiring at this location? I'd really like to, you know, obtain a job here at your location. They, they'll, they'll not only give you the interview, but they're going to already in their mind have you on managerial track. Because, oh, you're honored. And you're the brightest and the best. I got to have you on my team. Imagine if you already have a job and you switch and now start, start living and approaching your job as a prince. Uh-huh. You, don't, you stop dressing regular. Move on, pastor. No. No, you stop dressing. You stop being regular. Stop coming in with old bubble golf, golf shoe slides in these jobs and, and they, they started white and they're now black and white. Come on, y'all don't like this preaching here. I mean, I love it. I already talked to y'all last week about ironing, making sure no spots in this stuff. What would happen if you, if you, if you switch from being regular to being noble on a job you're already on? Some of you may wonder, why have I not been promoted? Y'all quiet in this Baptist church. Why have I not been promoted? Maybe it's because you're still regular. And you know, sister girl who you think is brown nose and she's not brown nose and she's, she's changed herself. She's carried herself. Oh, they got to be sleeping with somebody. They ain't got to be sleeping with nobody. No, they change how they carry themselves. And nobody, nobody wants, wants Thuggalicious running their company. Get back in the Bible, Pat. This is in the Bible. See, if you and I would... See, now watch, 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 watch. Are we not ambassadors for Christ? So wherever we go, we represent Christ. I said wherever we go, we represent Christ. So I don't, I should not go into the job, the workplace, the marketplace, all of a sudden take down my representation. Come on. 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 Come on.
Thank you, Jesus. How do you carry yourself? Give me, uh, oh, Lord, I got to hurt and finish. I'm not going to finish. Genesis 23. Give me Genesis 23, verse 3 through 6. Did y'all find that picture yet? Put this picture up from Sunday. Put this picture up from Sunday. When, listen, wait. Let me ask you. When, when y'all open that door to go get your, your bowls on Sunday, and you walk in and saw them looking like ratatouille, and you were like, Straighten myself out. Oh, okay. I'm walking in somewhere. Now you know good and well y'all been to other church dinners. Come on. But we were treated royally. Y'all didn't catch it. You, some of y'all just digging into the food. This food, this food good. No, stop for a moment and observe how you were treated. Take it all in. Don't gobble your food down and go out there and belch. No, take it all in as to how you were treated. You were treated with dignity and respect. They treated us as if we were, we were honored guests, yes, the brightest, and the best. I think y'all should get that culinary team a huge yeah. I told Barrett, don't, don't ever go down. I'm saying, do you realize what you're a part of? Yes. Why? So you understand how you're supposed to live. How you're supposed to be treated and how you're supposed to treat others. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's good, Pastor. Yes, sir. Did y'all get Genesis 23? Genesis 23, verse 3 through 6. Watch this. It says, then Abram, remember Abraham's wife Sarah died. She was like 127, something like that. Abraham uh, stood up from before his dead, meaning Sarah, and spoke to the sons of Heth, saying, I am a foreigner. Notice how he, he sings. He said, I'm a foreigner and a visitor among you. Give me property for a burial place among you that I may bury my dead out of my sight. And the sons of Heth answered Abraham, saying to him, Hear us, my Lord. You're a mighty prince among us. He said, I'm a foreigner and a visitor. Yeah, everybody watch how people walk now. Everybody. Watch. I'm sorry, I got y'all all self-conscious now. Here, here's my Lord. You are a mighty prince among us. Bury your dead in the choices of our burial. In other words, because we recognize your royalty. We're giving you the best in the land. You choose wherever you want. None of us will withhold from you his burial place so that you may bury your dead. Give me the verse 6. Give me verse 6, please, in the, uh, the message translation. Verse 6 in the message. The Hittites responded, why? You're no mere outsider with us, here with us. 
You're a prince of God. You're a prince of God. Tell your neighbor, you're a prince of God. Bury your dead wife in the best of our burial sites. None of us will refuse you a place for burial. Now, this may seem kind of morbid because it's about death, but I want you to understand, because they saw something on him, they said, you deserve the best. See, if you want to change how people treat you, they have to see something on you. And that something on you comes from the inside of you. So it ain't about you dressing a certain way. You, and, and we should dress nice, but you can dress, dress like a queen and still act like a pig. I'm talking about uh, um, that, inner, that beauty from the, the inner man. That Peter said the hidden man of the heart. Not that outward adorning. That's good. Yes. Peter wasn't telling women that, that, that they shouldn't dress nice. He was saying, but don't let it be that. He said, let it be from that, that merely that. Let it be that hidden man of the heart, that inner man that exudes from the inside of you. So this royalty is from the inside of you. And even if you're wearing all Target clothes, you still carry yourself a certain way. I almost said Kmart, but I don't know Kmart. Tar J, J.C. Penney, Marshalls, Ross, not Ross. It ain't, see, in the hood it's Ross, but when you're princely, it's Ross. Dress for less, but I'm still princely. Are you following me? Because it's what's coming from the inside of you. You're an honored guest. Brightest and the best. Yes. Give me that same verse in the Living Bible, verse 6, verse 6. Certainly, the men replied, for you are an honored prince of God among us. It will be, watch this, watch what they say, a privilege to have you choose the finest of our sepulchers so that you can bury her there. It will be a privilege. We recognize you as an honored prince. It will be a privilege. So notice that people will give you special treatment when they recognize the princely nature that you have. Wow. 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 Oh, this is good. You don't have to demand it. You command it. You don't have to strangle anybody's neck to get, get them to do something for you. <laughs> you commanded by how you carry yourself. Hallelujah. You walk in floating on air. You walk in in a quiet and subdued state. Quiet and submissible spirit. Hmm? You walk in this way knowing who, who you are and you carry yourself a certain way, man. Changes everything. Why is that? Why is that? Because 1 Samuel 16 says man looks on the outward appearance. 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 See? People go by what they see. How you carry yourself, how you present yourself. If you walk into a store or a restaurant as a prince, how does that, how does that change where they seat you and how they treat you. If they take 20, 30 minutes to come back and see you, it's because they don't see anything. 
just telling you. But when they see you as a prince, they're going to come back constantly and check on you. How are you doing? Is there anything? May I suggest this? Hallelujah. How many of y'all ready to have a, diff a different experience everywhere you go? See, some of y'all been used to walking to a store and people following you. I'm going to tell them, hey, you following the wrong ones. Right. You following the wrong ones. <laughs> ones you should be following. That, look, see that little lady over there with that little purse? That's, that's the one you should be following right there. She tearing y'all out the frame, y'all looking at me. <laughs> but they'll treat you different. A lot differently. <clears throat> All right, let's wrap up here. Um, go all the way to um, me to get second Corinthians 5 16. I'm skipping it. I want to finish this here. Because I want to say this real quick. Give me, give me four more minutes. Because here's the question How about how we treat others in the kingdom? Because remember, we're sitting with princes among the princes of his people. We're, we're honored guests, the brightest and the best. Not just you, but people around you. So we're not, we're not concerned. In fact, it's, it's immature to only be concerned about how you're treated. Maturity is about considering others more highly than yourself. So the question really now remains is how do I treat everybody else? How, how, do, I, how do I greet greeters, how do I usher ushers when I recognize I'm greeting and ushering princes? I heard one, come on, sir. Oh, I'm coming. How do you greet and usher? Come on now. If you recognize you're greeting and ushering honored guests. I'm going to tell you, because <laughs> y'all may get in trouble. I may get in trouble. I don't know. One of us will get in trouble. But if, if a guest speaker can come in here, and he gets all, or she gets all the, ooh, the hoopla and the fanfare, and your brother, sister, who you see every Sunday comes in here, and you walk right by him and don't speak. then you don't know who you're among. You'll flip over a chair trying to help somebody because they're a guest. But people who are right here in your face every week, week in, week out, and you won't do a thing for them. The problem is you don't realize you're among honored guests, the brightest and the best. They're not just the out of town and the out of this church people. Right on your row are honored guests. Eagles Nest, Eagles Landing. How do you operate children's ministry when you realize those children those children those children 
snotty nose and raggedy toes as they may be. Those children are honored guests and the brightest and the best. How do you prepare then? You just, you just show up, just show up and wing it. Half-heartedly teach, half-heartedly do the crafts. You wouldn't do that for Pastor Durbin. So don't treat our little small honored guests and brightest and the best like that. Second Corinthians 5.16 Therefore from now on we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him thus no longer. So we regard no one according to the flesh. So when you're looking at your neighbor sitting next to you or people that you pass by in church and around here all the time or they just a little kid and they, they, bet they bad and all that kind of stuff like that, don't regard them after they flesh. You regard them after the spirit. Honored guests, help me, come on, honored guests, and the brightest and the best. Oh, Pastor, I'm having a hard time. That's why you go back to verse 7 of this same chapter. For we walk by faith, what? Faith and not by sight. By sight, you're going to go by the flesh. But by faith, I see that little three-year-old kid who's trying to tear up my classroom. I see that unruly member who don't like to speak to nobody when they walk in. They want to, they're going to force me to make them sit on the back row and I'm trying to get them to sit up front. They're going to be hard-headed. But if they're an honored guest, the brightest and the best, then I'm going to treat them like royalty. Don't treat each other like royalty. We want to treat each other like royalty. We're sitting with princes, with the princes of God's people. We're not just regular people. I'm done being regular. Who's with me on that? I'm done being regular. I'm the brightest and the best, baby. an honored guest. So when you invite people, uh, other believers to your house. I know you might be used to eating on paper plates, but when you invite another prince to your house, break out a real plate. Real, real, real glasses. Real glasses. Anybody gonna be washing all that? Put it in the dishwasher. Put it in the dishwasher. This, this dishwasher will do all the work. It'll do all the work. You just gotta load the thing and it'll just hit the button and you gotta put the detergent in there. It'll do all the work. Because we're honoring God's people. Everybody stand to your feet. When you stand up, 
Just turn around and look at people around you. Just turn around and just look at all those honored guests. Brightest and the best. Look at all these princes and princesses. Look through the eyes of faith. I need you to walk by faith and not by sight. I need you to not regard man after the flesh. That's what regular mankind does. They, they look on the outward appearance. You and I, we don't do that. We regard each other after the spirit. And I see, I see a bunch, a, 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 a court of royalty. You're a royal court. When you're royal, you stand with your, straighten your back out. You slumped over like, like the devil beating you down. You walk like you're on the place. That, that's what, again, when you read about Abraham, in this area he was going through the land, the Bible says Abraham sojourned. It literally means he walked around as if he owned the land. You, you studied out, he walked around like he owned the, owned the land. He was renting everywhere. But he walked around like he owned everywhere. Because God had already told him, this is going to be your land. So he walked around. Good morning. So when you see your neighbors on Sunday, this coming Sunday, don't, good morning, good morning. Hey, hey, hey is for horses. Hey is for horses. I mean, seriously, can't we practice that? If we're going to be royalty, can't we practice? Good morning, good evening. Have a good night. That's that's sadity. That's not sadity. That's royalty. Stop fighting it. Make a practice of it here, and when you go out there, back to your job and your workplace, and now your family they're gonna think you're crazy. Your family gonna think, oh, what's what's done got into you? Nothing, darling. I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And all things are of God. <laughs> Who has reconciled all things to himself. He's king. So if he reconciled us to himself, he brought us into royal status. And he's given us the ministry of reconciliation, which means we help bring others into that royal status. So we're not just trying to get folks saved to be members. We're trying to get folks saved to be princes. And know who they are in Christ Jesus. Amen. Were you blessed by that tonight? Why don't you give God a great praise? Father, you've challenged us, but we accept the challenge. We know all the word that you bring us for our good. There's nothing you're trying to do to destroy us, to harm us, to, you're not never trying to, to belittle us. You're never trying to uh, cause us harm. You're always trying to um, help us develop and help us to grow. And God, it's not just for our sake, it's for your sake because we're representatives of the kingdom of God. You brought us out of the power 
of darkness. Deliver us from the power of darkness. And your word says you translated us into the kingdom of your dear son. Thank you that we're in the kingdom of God. I pray that you'll teach us each and every day how. Teach us the manner of royalty. That we are no longer those who try to demand respect and demand attention, but simply by our posture and our nature and our character, our disposition, we command respect and honor. We don't fight for things like that. We don't have to fight for anything like that. God, you, you will honor us yourself. You will give us favor in your sight and favor in the sight of men. And so, Lord, we take this challenge to mature, to allow ourselves to grow up um, as princes and princesses and to be princely royal people. I pray, Lord, most important tonight that in this church we are observant about, about what you've brought us into, our surroundings and what you do in this church because you're exposing us to greater things. And I pray that, God, you'll help us to really, really see each other as royalty. Even guests, when they come in the door, that we see them not as they are, but as they will be, Lord. If they're not saved, Lord, we know we see them as getting saved. If they're, if they're saved, we see them, Lord, as manifesting that royalty. There is a king in us. There is a king in our midst. God, we are your royal people, and I pray that God will live that way and love each other and serve each other and honor each other in that way. We honor you tonight as King of Kings, Lord of Lords, God of Gods, and Prince of Princes. You're our sovereign ruler. Tonight, we submit ourselves to your Lordship. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your spirit. And thank you for the manifestation of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Come on, give God a great hand of praise again tonight.